Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the School Safety Free Period Podcast. I'm Amanda Klinger. And I'm Dr. Amy Klinger. And aren't you glad we're back? <laughs> yes. We. This is actually the second episode of this season. I know, but I just wanted to remind you uh, we just back. remind you that you're happy that we're back. Uh, in case you're new here, we are the Educators School Safety Network. We are a nonprofit organization. And we primarily, uh, our work is providing school safety training and resources and technical assistance to schools throughout the U.S. and Canada. And uh, one of the resources that we do is a couple of podcasts. This one, the School Safety Free Period. Uh, Typically, we are very academic and very serious, and we do take this work very seriously, but every once in a while, we have the School Safety Free Period where uh, we talk about things that are too absurd to be true, but they are 100% true. And then I giggle quite a bit, and then we try to have some actual little content takeaways. Um, Our other podcast, if you're a podcast type person, is a school safety news podcast, which we're going to try to be a little bit more diligent about updating uh, this season and where we talk about what is happening in school safety. And I try to almost never giggle, and we still do a lot of takeaways, um, keeping people sort of up to date on what's happening in school safety. So... Here we have it. Well, we came back last week, and as we talked about, um, it is difficult to come back after the horrific spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we don't want to in any way have anyone think we don't take this work seriously. But it's also important to kind of look at sort of how ridiculous sometimes some of these things are. But the way that we do this is I talk a little bit about, or you do, about whatever it is we've stumbled across. Mm-hmm. And then we try to um, have a lesson there or a takeaway that hopefully can be beneficial in addition to just looking at the strangeness. So so I've got just, this is potluck again. I've just got a couple quick ones, okay? So we're going to start out, we'll so start out from the usually I don't, maybe least funny to the most funny. Yeah, usually I don't get, I I don't see the things ahead of time, but you did pull this up on your screen. And so I'm yes. trying not to look, there's an excellent mugshot, which yes. we could probably post Imagine a mugshot where your eyes are bugged out of your head and you look like, how did I get here? And you look kind of like a basset hound, but who's also sad and surprised. Okay, so we have, let's just get right to it then. We have a gentleman, ostensibly an adult, at the age of 45, who has been arrested, and that's why you're admiring his mugshot, um, because he threatened to shoot an 11-year-old boy after he lost a game of Fortnite. Now, I don't know a lot about Fortnite, so I don't know how you lose exactly. I don't know how easy it is to lose or how how hard it is to lose, but apparently it is... Especially humiliating to have an 11-year-old beat you at you know, this I, game. I don't play Fortnite, and I am not a gamer, but I would suspect that it is not customary to threaten the lives of 11-year-olds who beat you in the game. Uh, I would just suspect that. I don't Well, I don't and know. I would like to say it's just, oh, in the moment, darn it, you know, I lost, or <laughs> however it is you do it. Uh, but, no, he sent threatening text messages and an online voice message. How does he have this kid's phone number? Uh, well, it was through, I don't know, you're asking me to make a technological discussion so not, of oh, that. So not text, not but SMS he, messages, but like My point text-based. is, he, he utilized several approaches, both text and verbal, to make sure that he got his threat across. Well, thoroughness and death um, threats, and then, thoroughness always. And then, of course, threatened to shoot the boy at school, which... Yeah, that's okay. where we go from being, you're just being ridiculous to, like, really? Um, and so they ended up having to um, increase the, the police presence at the boys' school, and um, 
a lot of language back and forth apparently um, and supposedly his client is going the attorney says his clients going through a bitter divorce um, they had to do a protection order and all kinds of stuff so yikes yes well so the more takeaway on that story is you as the school may be forced to deal with ridiculous stuff that's happening far outside of your school doors my takeaway for that story is when I, I think when when parents talk about students using technology their teens using technology and social media I think there is a very high likelihood that we are forgetting the social nature of video games uh, if you say social media teens using social media you're thinking Facebook Instagram Twitter snapchat kick whatever I don't know I'm a hundred years old I don't know but you have a, a certain set of your teens where their primary social media that they are using is video games and unlike Instagram where they're probably just sending dumb pictures to their own dumb friends uh, they are interacting with potentially unstable adults all around the world yeah. so yeah. I, I think that is uh, a huge huge untapped risk that so I while his mugshot may be amusing his actions most definitely are not and are not that atypical I mean we, we I've heard we have heard stories um, about this of adults having very inappropriate interactions yeah. with teens yep. and uh, yeah it's certainly something to be on parents radar okay so let's uh, stick with your theme of uh, technology and mm -hmm. let's transition into a segment I'll call yeah right this will happen. <laughs> so here we go. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a new device that is a proprietary device mm. revolutionizing the school world. Wait, is it a school safety technology? Because there was money to be made off the backs of... Uh, well, <laughs> we'll see. Um, this company has created mm -hmm. a mobile phone pouch, mm -hmm. which closes with a proprietary lock. So you put your phone in it, mm -hmm. you lock it up, mm -hmm. like the tags at the store, and then you can't get into your phone. So you carry around your phone, but you can't get into it. Let's point it out. Well, it's kind of like how my dog buries the, a bone and then denies himself access to it for a suitable <laughs> amount of time, and then goes back and gets it. I guess it's that. So students enter the building, so pick they up a designated pouch, and uh -huh. lock their phones in it. Then they're able to carry the pouch around with them, throughout the entire day, but at the end of the day, they line up and use the unlocking board at one of multiple stations as they exit the building. Wait, so when it rings, you just can't turn off, you can't silence the ringer. Well, it doesn't speak to that. I don't know. Why? If I just had visions of a kid, like, ripping it open with his teeth, like, <laughs> oh my god, I gotta answer this this text. You know, just like going fair going well. crazy trying to rip this thing out uh well, yeah here, so i i assume that this is sort of solving like in i know in new york city and i don't know if this is the case but for a long time and yeah you, you couldn't have it in the public schools. yeah and you could turn it in and, so and you could you, turn it in yeah, and they had those buses they yeah. have like basically food trucks that came yep. and you could do yep. that and whatever so i'm assuming that this is pushing the liability back onto the student so you can still lose it yourself right you can still get it stolen yourself but, it's but just you just can't, can't use it, it at so all. you have this really expensive device that you uh -huh. could use to further your education but it's or to distract yourself and sure. be obnoxious and ridiculous but it's locked up and you can't get to it but you can it's so close you can smell it but you sure. can't use it so could you so there is no then way to know do I have two phones because like I can just bring an old crappy phone with a smashed screen and say this is my phone right or what if you just go pouch. yeah i locked it and i didn't lock it 
Yeah. I mean, I can think of like, like a million ways that you could get around this particular it system. It just seems like... And this is the problem I have with all of these technology pro- technology policies, and I say it all the time. You have something like this that you fundamentally cannot enforce. What's the point? Because there are kids yeah, like, like someone doing I like a, pouch expense pouch inspections. Like, right. let me see your pouch. Yeah, I mean, when I was, I mean, I was a teenager at some point in time. Something like this went just sort of pushed me over the edge from fine. I won't really look at my phone in class. Okay, fine. To Oh, that's the ridiculous thing that you're making us do? Sure, okay, and now I will just do everything in my power to get around it. Well, let's hear from one of the students. Oh, great. Direct quote. When we were first told about it, I was kind of upset. Then I realized it's actually helping me in class to do my work and focus more. You know what else might help you to do your work better and focus more? If you had the self-control to not use your phone because you chose not to use your phone as Mm -hmm. opposed to an external force controlling you. That might help you academically and in mm-hmm. life in general. Well, so I, which I think begs the question is, is there something like this that is a training wheels for that? Because I agree. It, it, you, you are going to have more success if you, are, you yourself are saying, no, no, no phone for me right now. I'm paying attention during third period. Is there instructional strategies? I know that you haven't been in the classroom for 100 years um, in, that sort of, in that sort of a K-12 classroom. But is yeah, there, we had are there slates and chalk when I was abi- in the classroom last. Um, but are there in sort of instructional strategies that are sort of the training wheels to that? I know that we've seen a number of different schools where they have like a shoe organizer sort of hung at the front of the room, and they ask the students to sort of put your phone on yeah, silent, I think put it up there that, to that sort of you help you help. To, to help sure. you start to break that habit yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you know you can use the lockable pouches. But let's. So what's the? There is a school safety takeaway. They spent um, a whole bunch of money on this and, and not on training well, teachers? Well, no. Uh, parents were concerned. They wanted to know what would happen during an emergency um, when their student That's was once to call pouches on one. With their teeth. I guess the question would be, yes, how teeth resistant are these pouches? Or, or what do I do? Like a scissors? Will no, that break, open it? Bang it on the wall? No, that just, opens you it? You just bring a knife. A magnet? You bring a knife. A special, special pouch Maybe knife. there is a science experiment in there where you use polarized magnets and it pops open i have no idea but they do raise a valid point what do we do um in an emergency like a school shooting screw your pouch i want my kid to be able to call me or call for help well that speaks to what we always say when we're talking about student technology use during crisis events you have this incredibly powerful tool that can be used for good or ill during third period normally, during a school shooting. And right. the, the difference between using it for good or ill is not that we're going to then throw away the machine, stop using the tool, we won't be able to utilize any of the good aspects of the tool because people might be using well, it inappropriately. And if you ask parents why they buy their kids a cell phone, they don't buy their kids a cell phone because they're hoping that they'll use it inappropriately during history class. They buy their kids a cell phone because of the peace of mind of knowing they can call for help, they could call me. Now, granted, they also, I mean, there's a lot of other layers to it. Um, the response from the school. probably why you bought me a cell phone 15 years ago. The response okay. from the school was there is information on the school's automatic alerts that are connected to each parent and guardian, smart devices. So, in other words, the school says, don't worry about it, we'll communicate with you. So, you're going to get your communication about your child on our terms, not on the parents' terms. Oof. Yeah, so I'm thinking... There's a little bit of... I, I, you know, this is the first time I'm hearing that, but there is a liability attached to that. Well... Of saying that we... You... We, we decided 
the inmates weren't allowed to use their yeah, that, phones. That we are gonna only the only communication you are gonna have with your student is through me. Now, if it's voluntary, every you know, and I feel like I want to lock up my phone. Of course, like who's Who, on the planet yeah. is gonna do that? But let's listen to those last two quotes from a student. Usually, we like Snapchat each other, tweet each other, whatever. Now it's like instead of texting them, we just write a note and pass it. So have we really improved focus or maybe academic, been, maybe writing skills? As penmanship. Maybe, maybe penmanship. penmanship. I guess. And origami. Yeah. So there's that. Hmm. So there's where we are with that particular thing. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. And then in the same technology vein, we have an invention from the University of Miami. And this one, I really do not want to be super hard on them because um, it, it looks like... Um, it, it makes sense. It is a facial recognition recognition software algorithm or something that can be put into a basic security camera at a very low price. They are not marketing it. They're not selling it. They're going to give it to hmm. people that want it. So that's all great. Okay. And what it will do is it will deny access to intruders, which sounds great. I mean, who doesn't vote for that? Mm -hmm. Here they come to the school. You know, you got your camera. You see them. They can't get in. Great. So this is a podcast, so no one can see, but I have my skeptical face well, on uh, because I'm into the, I we're going to give it away for free. We're going to put it in low-cost, cheap It'll cameras. cost about okay. $450, and it can be installed on existing CCTV cameras or on new ones. The challenge to the program, I'm now reading from the mm -hmm. article, law enforcement agencies have to provide photos of any potential intruders or criminals so that the program can be able to identify the suspects. Oh, so it just keeps specific, like, the people who right. pass bad checks. So the question like, would be, if we already knew this person was going to come and do something to the school, would we not want to do something more than go, yep, recognized them, told ya, I knew that was them. I mean, do we now want to do something well, a little if, more... If we know that we have a person who is of concern, who has made a threat against the school, who we think might be coming to the school, maybe instead of telling the computers and the terminators, maybe we should tell the folks who work in the school so that they can be on the lookout and be heads up for that person. Yeah. So huh. while that is, you know, again, I'm, I don't want to be hard on these researchers because I'm hoping there is an application in this that can supplement something else that we're doing that makes a little bit, you know, more sense. And then I guess the last place to sort of burst the bubble is we know statistically 80% or more of attackers mm -hmm. are from within the organization. Mm -hmm. Current so or former students or employees. You're looking at 20% of, you know, and if we've got a picture of them. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So well, there's so a little I, bit of a so flaw hope, in that particular My thing. hope would that be that we have a technology and folks think that the technology is very interesting and sexy, and then that mobilizes them to think more strategically about what do we do about intruders? What do we do about unwanted visitors? So now we have this cool tool that we want to use. What are How are we going to raise the level of preparedness uh, and all of the other things that we have at our disposal, such as our people, such as the facility that we have currently existing, uh, policies and procedures and so on? Yeah. Huh, and okay. finally, this one's not so funny, uh, but I thought you said from least. I thought you said it was going from least funny to funny. Well, yeah, maybe that's not. Maybe that wasn't accurate. Hardly um, any of these have been funny. This is a particular. Well, it's hard to be funny right now, to no. be honest. Um, this particular one was a bus driver. Um, a student was shot off, not on school grounds, but in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Ran to the bus stop. And the bus driver took him in the bus, you know, sheltered him in the bus and took him to safety. Mm -hmm. um, called the police. 
police came, you know, ambulance came, so they, you know, shelter him in the bus, closed bus, great. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the police came, two students, other students on the bus, were uncooperative and tried to grab the taser of the uh, cop that's responding. What? So let's just get this straight. So you're on your bus, you have a kid that's shot, they bring him into the bus. So you've had a trauma taking mm-hmm. place in front of you. Mm-hmm. And when the officers come, you're going to be uncooperative and try to take their taser from them. They end up tasing the kid. What? Yeah. Yeah. How bizarre. Is that a big, is that a thing, trying to take the taser off a cop? Uh, I've never, well, I, I can't say I've ever done it, no. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't mean if that's a thing. I don't know I, if that's I don't know. a thing. Just, well, you Apparently know, it is a thing because somebody tried well, to do you know, it. Planking was a thing. I don't know. No, Maybe I don't think like it's a, like planking. Huh. Uh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, so they that's end absurd. up, but but I mean, and, and this is the irony of it. So you have a kid that's shot mm-hmm. who is saved thanks to a quick thinking bus driver who mm-hmm. does exactly the right thing. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement comes to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a great job, and for their troubles, they have to tase a kid, take him to the hospital, put up with grief, and arrest two other idiots on the bus for being uncooperative. I hope that that that's not like planking because that's not no. a, that's not a great. No, oh, and I guess again, my my point in, in saying this is, you can't. We can't always assume that everybody's going to behave exactly the way we think they're going to behave um, yes. when these sort of things happen. So it yep. was, you know, a plus for the folks that did the right thing, mm-hmm. and a what were you thinking for the dummies that apparently did not get that this was uh, an actual incident. An actual incident. Huh. Okay. So there you have it. Well, those are interesting. I can't say that they were the funniest ones we've ever had, no. but you know, I guess we're sort of easing. Stay our, tuned. We're easing our way back into it. So there you have it. If you like this podcast and you want one where we are even less funny, uh, we're talking just about the facts and just about school safety news. You can get the school safety news podcast wherever you got this podcast: uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can also listen to podcast episodes directly on our website. If you have, if you're not quite a podcast person, you have a difficulty with that. Think of the school safety as medicine that you need to take. Oh, the school safety news. Right. No, the free period is medicine that you need to take with a little bit of sugar in it. Right. So it doesn't necessarily always have to be funny and sweet. We just add a little bit of fun and sweetness to the medicine you need to take. I like this analogy because I really... Like Mary Poppins. I could sing that. Well, you could sing. You know, I like NyQuil. I like the flavor of cherry NyQuil. So I get what you're saying with that. That's... That's weird too. It's that's 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 concerning. Well, I don't. Maybe drink, that's next week's podcast. I don't drink it for fun, like normal days. Point being, it doesn't always have to be funny. It's good medicine. I get that. That tastes I agree. good. Did you know that they're making a sequel to Mary Poppins? And yes, I watched yeah. the trailer for it, and it looks not great. So okay, this is not an take. entertainment show. Hot take. Well, we just you know be funny. It's a hot take on anything. So. So there you have it. Please do rate, review, subscribe. If you have any questions or you have a a story that is too absurd to be true, but it is true, you can always email us, info at eschoolsafety.org. That is the website, eschoolsafety.org. We have tons and tons of free resources. Um, We have some resources that are available at low cost and and just tons of information there. Uh, And uh, always reach out to us. Anything that we can do to help, we're happy to help. So thank you.